You're listening to the Skylight Books Podcast. We're an independent, general interest bookstore putting great reads in the hands of people in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. Hosted by resident Skylighters, we're here to bring you new and exciting author conversations, group reads, and bookseller chats. Happy listening. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome to Skylight. This is the Skylight Books Podcast, and I'm your host, Lance Morgan. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Safari Blake to talk about her book of poetry, Lord Expose Me. Safari, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's actually a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure from us, too. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you're out in your outside. Listeners can't see, but it looks gorgeous outside today. Yes. So it's pretty sunny outside. I'm on a rooftop. And yes. No, I mean, LA is like, getting back to summertime. It looks it's it looks like a great day to be outside. So I mean, you you picked a great spot to record today. <laughs> um, so you have a reading for us today. Yes. Um, I'm just going to. It's something I recited. Um, mm-hmm. and just to give you a backstory. Um, they didn't have a backstory about this poem. So my poem deals with personal traumas, it deals with experiences, it deals with spirituality. I come from a Christian background and so much has transitioned. Um, so there's a lot of it that intertwined that got me here. Mm-hmm. And so, and it allowed me, writing allowed me to basically um, express everything that was hidden beyond skin deep. <laughs> so, right. Isn't that, I mean... That's the beauty of it, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'll let, you t- I'll let you take away with your reading. Yeah. So this one, actually, as I'm talking to you, I'm going to do, it might be triggering for some people, but um, here it goes. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Daddy's going to buy you a mockingbird. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. When you remain in silence, you're considered normal. But when you decide to speak and to speak up, everyone thinks something is wrong. What's wrong with speaking, especially if it's something that needs to be said or heard? It's too often we look to the left and to the right before saying what's in our hearts, what's in our minds. We become so consumed with our thoughts and opinions. We look to others for insight, but deep down our inner man wants to scream want to say something that will inspire others, but instead we choose to remain silent. Speak, speak, speak like your life depends on it as if you're screaming from the tombs of a graveyard buried alive. Many times we choose to remain silent because we don't want to wake the dead. The things that have been forgotten buried, things left unsaid. Shh, is what he told me as if he's telling me a bedtime story. His cold interlock group says he forcibly kissed my rough lips. Wrinkled like prunes from dried salty tears, scared the thrusting back and forth, back and forth as I laid stiff. The closed eyes hoping I'll disappear, but I opened to a satisfied glare. As he saw me, I saw me through his eyes, the identity that held on to me like skin I've yet to shed, he was my kin. Like things never said, the incident was left behind, like belly to spine, an abandoned dream, lost in time. As time passes, loosely became this and that guy. What took place was disguised in my lifestyle. 
So what's worse? Finally having the courage to tell the secret or after telling the secret, someone told you to hush little baby, don't say a word. Daddy's gonna buy you a mockingbird. My own thoughts pecking, taunting my daydream, gnawed at my flesh like zombies. I was awake to life, but died to its pleasure. Secret silence seems so innocent, but sometimes leave me feeling worthless. I blame me for this. It happened so long ago, just live your life and move on. But as I'm writing, I'm digging up dirt like an archeologist, excavating ruins, ill infectious wounds, hidden hurt truths. Rape happens in approximately one in five women and about one in 10 men. Woe to me and woe to you, but realize you're loved, you're beautiful. Though the damage has been done, what's your drug of choice? Denial, hoping the memories would fade and escape me. In all honesty, I apologize. I've borrowed your lips without you knowing with descriptive snapshots of your thoughts to tell your stories. Many go on with balls and chains called memories make it difficult to move on for something like that. How can you not blame God? It's sad that we believe him only to blame him even after we've been hurt, violated, dare to trust him. Where my voice ends, speak, start conversing and start your process of healing. Wow, that was that was so powerful to hear. Oh my God, I I could have I could have gone on listening for another 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, and when he started singing too, I was just like, oh my God, I I wasn't the surprise I had from that was just so uplifting. Um uh-huh. Thank you for that. Thank you for that treat. Um, I feel like a lot of times with authors, we get, I mean, some great readings from that, but like that felt like, you know, a new for us way of having our author, um, our guest author, you know, let us see their work in that way. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thank Um, you. No problem. No problem. So I want to talk about first the, the, the backstory of this and you have a I mean your backstory is very you have a very interesting backstory (laughs) um I mean we were talking a little bit about about it earlier but um you could you talk about your like own upbringing and you know the path that led to this oh gosh I don't know where to start so (laughs) oh since people don't know me and you'll get to know me um (laughs) so it's it's I was born in Jamaica and I'm one of 10 siblings, yes. And oh. so all, we immigrated to the U.S. like five at, like five at a time. <laughs> sections. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole lot of story because I had a, a yeah. drama with that part. I had a poem about that because, yeah, that's all another story. Um, <laughs> but coming to the, I don't know if people understand, like coming to America is a whole different ball game. It's a whole different system, especially growing up when I was younger. Um, and I don't know, I never used to write. That's the funny thing. Like I was more of a science and math person. Mm-hmm. And thought like writing gave me anxiety as when I was younger. Like I would overthink things and be like, oh my God, all my thoughts are gonna be on this paper. Like so I used to overthink a lot. And I probably still do. When it comes to writing, I it gave me anxiety. Um, because it's creating from nothing. And usually with numbers you have an objective answer with, you know, we do a math, the answer is there, two plus two is four. But when you're writing, it's, four, it's more of creating from nothing. And so for me, it gave me anxiety, not knowing where it would go, things of that sort. 
Um, but it wasn't until after college, like in the like towards the ending of my college year, probably like senior year, I used to just write um, thoughts on like Facebook notes. And then it wasn't after it was I didn't take it seriously. I just thought it was just me talk, like just writing my thoughts. I didn't think I was going to be an author one day. And then after college, I then decided to become serious about my faith. And I was like, you know what? Let me see how. And then after I became serious, um, like I'm not serious. I would say more committed. Then the writing started to flow. Um, I would get writings from when I'm sleeping, poems would come, um, different inspiration through different life experiences. Um, I did a play after doing the play. A poem came to me as I was driving home and I had to pull over and finish the poems. So that's how everything started flooding my thoughts. Just like, And I just had to get things on paper. And as I'm getting things on paper, it's just starting putting myself, my trauma, or I don't want to say my, like I'm claiming it. It's just an experience that I've experienced and what meaning I gave to them, you know? And so it definitely brought about exposure with myself and anything else. And I realized with vulnerability, it also makes it comfortable for others to expose themselves because there's so many times we want to put up guards and things of that sort. And in a nutshell, writing is simply stripping me down. And in today's society, we all can strip, but at the same time, who's willing to really expose himself emotionally? Um, so that's another level of exposure. And so it's just, that's where I pretty much started. And so, yeah, so it's just been a, a growth for me in a sense. So this is going to be one of many books. And I mean, even with, from what you're saying, it sounds like, you know, the spirit of writing was like something that uh, was bigger than you in some way it kind of came to yeah. you in a lot of ways um, and I feel like you talk about in, in your book in like terms of spirituality too right yes you want to go into talk give us a little background on that too so my background is being a Christian I know that's so broad people are like what sect you know and S-E-C-T um, and so <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was more of a non-denominational, you know, Holy Ghost believing um, background. And I won't lie, because I, for this past year, I've gone through so many changes. And some of the things that I've gone through, it's so weird. Like, part, as, well, as you're going to edit this out, but when I was reading the, as I was reading the book, um, I guess my understanding of God starts to shift as I'm writing the book, I should say. My understanding of God was shifting. Um, and I wanted to delete some things like, wow, I sound so preachy on some sense. I sound late or whatever. Um, but I left some things, a lot of things in the book because life is a journey. That's what I'm learning. Um, because everything that has happened led me to be here. So I can't cut anything out per se and say, um, take this out, take this out, trying to make it seem as if I just climbed up the entire mountain by myself or mm. the staircase without the stairs, you know? So my spiritual background, yes, as a Christian, in that sense, has helped me. Um, and even where I'm now with that belief system has transformed, <laughs> I'm going to say, um, because a lot of things I'm unlearning when it comes to having faith, when it comes to um, growing spiritually, because a lot of times 
we're so confined to what church is, we still haven't tapped into a true spiritual sense. And so I don't want to confine my belief system to just a building of a church or, um, and I just, yeah, so as I've been reading more, it's just understanding what's an allegory in the Bible and what's this. And so many times people are preaching, this is this and that's that, but sometimes it's, it's an analogy sometimes. And then we take on things and we run with it. So for me, it's definitely getting a better understanding of what I'm believing and what I'm living and not just take on what other people are saying. And so for a while, I'm like, ah, I wouldn't call myself a Christian. I'm, let me let me figure out this. You know, let me find a step. And so for me, it's simply, I'm just growing spiritually. That's how I'm where I am right now. And I don't want to negate anyone's growth process because mm-hmm. everyone has their own journey. And so that's just my journey and what has brought me or led me here. And do you think, you know, writing this has helped? you move along in this journey too like after you know getting all the words out on paper and you know as you said you read through it too um do you think like you've become either a more spiritual person or a different spiritual person now so for me it's i can't say more or different it's just a more i've come to understand that i can i curse on this thing yeah go for it yeah sure yeah i don't give a fuck go for it no no but for me it's getting to because so many times you grow up you think you know everything not that you know yeah. everything but it's like sometimes when it's preached to you like this is the this is the answer we know everything this and to so many as you're grown in life you realize you don't have the answer and it's okay is that you don't know shit it's okay to say you don't know and then you're discovering because life is about discovering yeah and so and what i the i guess one of the essential points that i missed was um a lot of times people are taught how to look to someone else look for something else to empower you look for it look for that you know and rarely are we taught the greatness that's within us you know where we are we taught to tap into what's within and so and i even go back to like because i do pick point the scripture sometimes like wait let me sift through like let me get to understand this and it's just more like what does christ said what does other people say about what was poetry what was this because it does have poetry and things of that sort and so for me it's just more like yeah we're called to be gods we're not chauvinistic egotistical people you know mm-hmm. in a sense of but there's greatness within us and we have to start using that in a more productive manner mm-hmm. so that's where i'm right now it's discovering me the greatness within me and even the book the alchemist like you know how people read that book and it's just like he did all the journey whatever everything he was looking for was right there and so it's like the whole point of life is everything you need, you have it, it's within you. And it's just life is just discovering it. Like, um, and so I just, that's where I am in life right now is discovering the greatness of me. I mean, that's such a big, important part of life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're always discovering, we're always discovering, we're always moving through that. We're, we're just changing, ever changing and ever moving. And I mean, I love that that's a part of your book too. That's so important. And um, another, I mean, 
as we said, I we're we're from similar. I mean, we're both from uh, Connecticut, from a Jamaican background, and from um, a lot of, you know, a, it's a community, a religious background. Can you talk about how like that community, you know, also influenced this book as well? Can you repeat that sentence? I think you went out. Oh yeah, no problem. Give me one second. Um, so yeah, so uh, can you talk about, cause you know, from then um, we're from similar, we're, we have a lot, of, a lot of similarities, which is interesting too, which we found out from this. Um, we're both from Connecticut, a Jamaican background, you know, a religious background too. Can you talk about that in um, that, like how the community, you know, both shaped this book and, you know, shaped your background too, to get you towards, you know, the eventuality of writing this? Yeah, because some of this, um, within the background and, and and just to give you a summary of what background means i mean i've gone to different churches so it's not like i've been in one church for the past 30 years 20 years right. you know mm-hmm. um so it's just more of on a general just to say generally it has taught me um one um fasting i'm <laughs> 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 laughing because this one church I went to, like every other week, I think we were fasting. <laughs> but um, but it's not me fasting, and it's funny because in the midst of fasting, there's several poems that came out of this. Because mm-hmm. I don't remember moving a lot. I don't. I remember like fasting and just like just writing. I swear my laptop did not die. I would just like take mm-hmm. a nap, roll over, and write. I would take a nap, roll over, and write. Like it was just there. Um, and so that's one of the key things is fasting. I do pray. And even as I'm discovering, like, so many, where I am now is just more of, like, that's important. And a lot of people are like, who are you praying to? Or who are you praying to? You know? But honestly, speaking what you want into life, that's because we're creators. So it's, like, that's definitely essential for life. It also builds community, in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I remember years, 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 years ago, I was a youth leader. Oh, it was a pain. Um, <laughs> It was an experience, I should say. And one thing I one thing I learned was people depend on either youth pastors or leaders, like they're depending on some powerful. I want to use the word God, but something more big. You know what I mean? Like we're looking yeah. to instead of realizing that they're humans, not undermining a person. At the same time, it's like. So many people are looking, it's like the pastor got to be a counselor. They have to be a preacher. They have to be a finance. You know, it's like, uh, that's a lot of pressure, people. I think you're going to need, I think you need therapy, you know? So yeah. it's just more of people on, need to understand, like, it's okay to see a therapist. It's okay yeah. to see a counselor. Um, it's okay to talk about what you're going through. Um, not everything is a, warfare you know what I mean? like sometimes, yeah. um sometimes it's honest it's being authentic with yourself and what you're going through in your situations and then we can say what is what because so many times you want to jump to this is it and it's like no go he gets some healing from past traumas because so many people have past traumas they haven't dealt with they pass it on to their kids their kids pass it on to their kids you know mm. and so no one's really dealing whatever happened it's like oh 
just cover it, but keep it within the family, whatever that means right. for some people. So it's mm-hmm. about. I was gonna say, I mean, that's huge in the Jamaican community. I feel like, especially for older generations, to you know, yeah, bottled up and move on and not really look back. And I mean, for a lot of, I mean, it's it's also a big um, post-colonial black stories of like you know, you can't. The trauma is so big that like it's hard to look back at it. And I feel like, you know, we're part of a gen, a newer generation that's this that's actually confronting that trauma because we are i mean we've had enough right yeah so it's good to come i mean i don't know how far you gotta go back but i mean (laughs) true you know you're right you're right you're right it's too much to go back what happened at eight you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) let's start with that so it's (laughs) before we take on like 400 years i don't know oh god i don't know if i could country 400 years i said jamaica my whole roots you know but it's it, but it's still the same dynamics. It's still branched off. So, but it's just, um, but it's dealing with self before because everything stems from self. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when it comes to trauma, it may be something that happened growing up because that forms our mindset as we grow older. You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. So, with um, the Christian background, definitely has grown me in the spiritual sense. Like, opened me to that spiritual. Like, there's a spiritual realm. You know, for me. I don't want to make it seem, because so many times people in a church can make it seem like God is just in a building, you know, or, and we limit so much, we put so much limitations, whether we know it or not. And it's like so many things can attribute to our growth in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's where I am right now. It's like different things have been like assistance to me in my life. Yeah is now i feel like that's what makes us you know that's what makes us as people too and i mean do you think that that's you think that you're trying to capture that in your book as well yeah so that's captured too in the poem i wrote to myself about just reclaiming your life that turned into a poem (laughs) (laughs) everything um i'm simply like a collector of thoughts and i collect i write and even another poem where so one of my friends in college at the time she we all you know when you graduate from college everyone go their separate ways meaning some people lived in new york some in connecticut blah 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 you know um Hmm. and so come to find out like a couple months after college graduation her sister died right oh wow so her sister passed away and I didn't hear about it till like weeks later. Someone commented, did you hear such and such? I was like, oh my gosh, you know? So I'm there trying to call her. Mm-hmm. She's not picking up anyone's phone call, which is very understandable, you know? Yeah. Um, and she's going through it. So I'm there trying to get to somebody to get to somebody to get to her. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so I'm just trying to like, do you know her mom's number? Do you know her father's? Do you know what store does her father work at? Because he owns like a bodega. I'm like, let me try to get the name of the bodega. <laughs> trying to like... Um, and so long story short, I ended up getting her mom's number. And then her mom was like, oh, thank you. Oh, it's such a pleasure that you're calling. You know, I've never met her mom, but her mom always hear about me from through my friend. And so she's like, oh, um, yeah, Jackie would love for you to come. Um, and so she, I was like, sure, of course I'll be there. And then she's like, oh, then I was like, I'm thinking it's like next week, the funeral, you know? And she's, I was like, when's the funeral? She's like, oh, I'm tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, 
So the wake was about 12 o'clock to about um, 8 p.m. So it's like 12. And I lived in Connecticut, which is about two hours away. So I'm like, okay, I'll leave at 10 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. right. I left at 10 a.m. I didn't get there till almost 7.50, right? <laughs> 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I, saw, I left 10 a.m. And there was so much traffic going to New York. Then I ended up picking up Dayton Scott at the time, which lived in Long Island, which is like 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes from where she was, yeah. the way it was. So I was like, okay, let me swing by, see him. Then we can just go together. But then we were on the highway. I was going there in so much traffic. By the time I picked him up, it was almost five o'clock. By the time we we're going to the wake, somehow the GPS was avoiding highways. Oh my gosh. It was such a weird day that even though I started driving at 10 a.m., I didn't get to the wake until eight, like almost 7.58 p.m., like when it's about to end. And as I arrived, I was like, oh my God, let me see her quickly, right? And so, and I arrived, I saw her quickly and I gave her a hug and she's like, she had glasses on, she has shades on and she's like, how do I look? And I said, oh, you look like you were, um, you know, studying for finals. You know, everyone knows she's crying, but you know, like you're studying for finals, you know, you gotta put a little humor. And she started chuckling. She's like, yeah, she's like, and she just showed me around to her people. The lights flickered. Basically, it ended like within 10 minutes or so, right? Mm-hmm. The next day was a burial. And so I woke up late again <laughs> for the burial. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I, I missed all the cars like who misses all the cars you're supposed to go in line follow all the cars it goes right it's, it's one thing like finding a, a cemetery but you have to b- find the burial site you know and so and it was just and it was it's like where is it is it in new york is it in jersey it's, it was just like oh my gosh and so finally found it i arrived just to see the body going down into the grave right right and and so I end up looking for her again. I'm like, where is she? Where is she? And I gave her a hug and I started crying and she started crying. And then she's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't check on, see how you came in New York. I didn't, I'm like, don't worry. You have bigger concerns, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't worry. Everything's fine. Da, da, da. She's like, okay, I'll call you later. So she went off with her family. I went, um, hung out with some other friends. I'm at this other friend's house now. It's like 5 p.m. like later on, you know? She right. calls me. And she's like, I'm going to thank you. Every time you showed up, you were on time. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, she's like, every time you showed up, you were on time. And she's like, when you showed up for the week, she's like, I was being strong for everyone. But then when you, and then she's like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to go through the day because she's just acknowledging that her sister passed, you know? Mm-hmm. And the light, and then she's like, that's when I, I couldn't be strong for myself anymore. That's when you gave me a hug. And then she's like, the next day, she's like, when you, sh- she's like today, cause she's talking about today. She's like, when you showed up for the wake, she's like, I felt like jumping into the grave with my sister. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the moment I was thinking about that, she's like, that's when you hugged me. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, because as yeah. I was trying to get there on time, I was, people were texting me, I, other friends were texting me, are you here yet? Are you there yet? Are you here? We're waiting for you, you know? Because on a superficial level, even though it's a funeral, you haven't seen people in a lot, so it's kind of like a mini reunion at the same time, you know? Yeah. There is that sense of support there, too, because you're just yes. you're supported by everyone around you. Exactly. And um, and so that taught me about life. But I got a poem from that where it's just like, um, I don't want to read it out, but it, it just... It, Tell me about, you know, don't worry about the timing. Not everyone's timing is your timing. And you get there in the nick of time. And so many mm-hmm. times you're wondering, when are we going to get this job promotion? When are we going to get there? When are we going to get the kids? You know, when are we going to get the job? When, 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 you know? Yeah. And so many times people are there, whatever that there is. And you understand that everyone has their timing and their journey. And you have your timing as well. So I had to just learn about my timing. Mm-hmm. And not be hasty. But still keep going, if that makes sense. Like a little balance. It's hard, but it's something that I have to keep memory, like remembering. And I mean, it's, but that's life. As you were saying before, that's the journey, right? You just, you have to keep, um, it, you, you learn and you grow, you know? You learn new things about your own self and your own life and like how other people will react, you know? How other people yeah. will react to you and how they, um how they see you versus how you see yourself right that too and it's i used mm-hmm. to beat myself up because i'm not there yet you know yeah i um, mean who who is there who yet, right it? you know who is? <laughs> but it's just, everyone has their definition of there but i yeah. was beating myself up because i wasn't in my own definition there mm-hmm. in life you know yeah and, and it's like it just made me step back and be like, oh my gosh, I came so late and I was on time. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's I feel like that's that's the name of your next that's the name of you have to you have to name that something. Your next poem, your next book, something. I came so late, but I was on time. That oh, is the perfect that is the perfect title. <laughs> I I wish I I wish I came up with that. That's so good. That's oh ooh, 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 that's so good. Uh, well, Safari. Sadly, we have to wrap up, but just I feel like I'm so excited to see where you where you go next, what you do next. Um, do you where do you think you know life will take you next in terms of your writing or your art in that way? That's a good question. Um... I'm living that out as we speak. And so <laughs> where do I want it to go though? Like where I, so this is going to be, I most likely this is going to be one of many books. Um, I want to turn mm-hmm. it into an audio book. Um, and like, I would love to be a host. Like I know I think cause I'm also, my poems have turned into songs. So I start writing songs mm-hmm. with my voice. Um, and I'm also taking acting classes, so I feel like I'm getting into entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. The route or how it's going to come together, I don't know. But it's just me right now developing my skills and just preparing. No, I mean, and that that's a lot. That's not easy work. <laughs> that is not an easy thing to do. So, you know, power to you there. And I just, I can't wait to see what comes next from you. 
Um, thank you so much, Safari, for coming on. Listeners, you can go buy Safari's book at Skylight Books right now. Um, Safari, yes, 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 of course. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, listeners, you can go listen to, you can go um, get Safari Blake's book, Lord Expose Me, right now at Skylight Books. You can go order yourself a copy or come in the store and pick it up. It's a one, it's a gorgeous book too to look at. I, I mean, looking at the cover, I was like, wow, this is beautiful and I mean it's beautiful both outside and inside so I mean you will have a great time um with it Safari thank you so much again this has been so great to hear you talk you are such a you're such a great talker I mean you're such a great storyteller too (laughs) you're fantastic thank you um thanks dude to our listeners you have a great and beautiful rest of your day Thank you so much, and I will, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon. <laughs>